Hello everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode number 136. It is the fourth week of social isolation for myself, and fourth in a bit for the other Steve. How you doing? Uh, doing alright. This this week, it got real. Like, yeah. a lot of things happened. Uh, and then even like... I was supposed to have, uh, we were supposed to have like the six month doctor's appointment for my daughter on this week coming up, um, Mm -hmm. you know, get the vaccines and all that good shit. And that got canceled. And then like, it was the day before Easter and we were going to go up to own sound or to like my, my hometown, see mom, uh, and -hmm. whatnot. And now that's all canceled. So this week was just like. It's kind of wide range of emotions. Cause it was just like, Oh my God, this shit. Cause like, I remember when this all went down, I think the very first Monday I was working from home, the pediatrician called us and said like, Oh, it's postponed. I was like, Oh really? I'm like, that's a month from now. Like that's okay. But <laughs> apparently I was wrong. They were right. Which is make which is good. Cause they're doctors and I'm not, but it's true. Um, yeah. Kind of, kind of felt a little bit more real. I, I don't know about you, but every day is like different. Some days I'm fine. Other days I'm just like, like like upset depressed whatever other days i'm anxious like it's just kind of been a roller coaster of emotions the last time i went outside was march 31st <coughs> to get groceries you haven't been outside at all no because like patient zero is just up the street from me here at the queen elizabeth hospital and like everyone's there mm. who has it so i'm kind of like eh. see i've at least gone outside like two or three times a day because of the dog and but really mm-hmm. it's just really just to go out let her pee and poo and then just bounce right in mm-hmm. um but yeah it's kind of because i'm here in north york and toronto like i think north north york general's just down the street and they're they're getting hit and uh you know the hospital that sophia was born at got hit as well that's just down the street as well so it's uh it's kind of getting scary and actually and now going on. i found out that the on the walmart in Owen sound was uh has like a positive case as well like a one someone who worked there and my mom probably knows like who they are and stuff so oh no yeah oh boy yeah well uh, so i hope everyone's staying safe yeah staying wash your inside. hands wash your hands six feet don't touch see your face. everyone keeps saying staying inside and then i'm like i haven't been outside since tuesday and i was like well you're not going outside i'm like all right pick one but i get it you're <laughs> supposed to go outside for like a mental health 10 minute little walk the other thing i've noticed and i think i said this a couple weeks ago is people aren't moving they don't go across like i've like one in maybe five or six people will like go to the extreme edge of the sidewalk and then i'll go onto the grass and we'll try and like pass each other as far as possible but otherwise people aren't doing that and it bothers me oh really no yeah in my neighborhood because i live I live just north of the 401, but it's kind of a little bit of a secluded little, like, community or whatever. Like, there's a couple parks and stuff like that. And so there's a lot of dog walkers and a lot of young families here. And Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of people. People know to go on the street or to go on the the sidewalk, the grass or whatever, like, when people are crossing. So there's the the little community thing we have here is definitely knows what's up. That's good. Which is good. The people on Quinpool Road in Halifax, please sort out your lives. Yeah, just figure it out, guys. Anyway, let's talk about some games, Steve. We Oops. did a lot of news this week. It was a great week for news, in my opinion. You did a lot of news. I did very little for the site, so thank you. You're welcome. We're, we're all in this together. You know, some it ebbs and flows like the tide. Team you know? Steven. It's always Steven, but which Steven <laughs> is on the tide? 
Um, but yeah, so events we usually like to start with. There was an Interactive Ontario iLunch, because if you put I in front of it, it's techy and cool uh, last week. But it appears all their future events will not be going digital. I checked their schedule just now. And yeah, other than that, um, they're streaming, like they stream the Game Awards or the um, GDC, like Indie Awards on Twitch. And then they stream the BAFTAs this week which is the British Arts and Film Television Awards, oh. and a bunch of game stuff happened there. But other than that, I'm not seeing a huge trans- transition to online stuff. Um, who, there's who people like hanging the, out and playing games and stuff. Who won the BAFTA or whatever? Oh, uh, the BAFTA game winners. I remember Disco Elysium won three, I think. Mm. Um, let's see, 2019 uh, is the latest one. Game of the year was Outer Wilds from Mobius Digital, um, but I haven't played, there's other I, categories. I barely looked at Outer Wilds. I like Outer Wilds a lot. I haven't finished it because I'm stupid, but I watched a couple video essays on it, and it was very, very interesting game they've done here. There are a bunch of like physicists and stuff, which makes sense because the game is simulating a solar system in time and a whole bunch of math stuff. Mm. Uh, I'll run really? through them for you here. Artistic Achievement, Return of the Oberdin, agreed. Wait, this doesn't make sense. 2019? No, 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 We need 2020. No, aren't the awards... It's for the 2019, but it was on 2020 that they... But, like, God of War is on here and stuff, and that was, like... What? No, 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 this, no, this is wrong. I don't see this. I, I'm on the Wikipedia page. I see animation was Luigi's Mansion 3. Okay, yeah, you go through them then, because I'm on the wrong <laughs> page. Artistic Achievement is Sahara Wild Hearts. Sayonara. Sayonara. Audio achievements, Ape Out, best game, Outer yes, Wilds. Yes, Ape Out has the best soundtrack any game last year, because you make it. British game, sounds like it'd be the worst soundtrack then for me. British game is Observation. Debut game was Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium yes. also won music, narrative, original property. Oh, wow. Uh, Call of Duty Mobile won the mobile game. Path of Exile Boo. won some Untitled Goose Game won... Um, Death Stranding won technical achievement. Control. Like, I could see that. The janitor in Control won performer and supporting role. Ari. Ari is a G. I give him that. Um, Life is uh, Sean Diaz in Life is Strange two won the leading role, hmm. and Hideo Kojima won the the BAFTA fellowship. So, the biggest issue there, and again with the Game Awards in December, was Call of Duty Mobile over Grindstone means. There's no taste. There's there's no credibility to maybe, these awards. Maybe since there's a few uh, awards that this game is winning, you should maybe just download it and make a decision for yourself if it's worthy. No, I refuse. It's because <laughs> it's all right. It's not bad. I like I. At the same time, it's like a like it's a game that I don't want to play on mobile. So it's just yes. like whatever. But you know what game is designed for mobile and plays really well on mobile and got an update. Grindstone, 15 new levels. Gonna have to renew my Apple Arcade subscription. Oh, you don't have it anymore? No, I I beat Grindstone and then didn't want to play anything else, so I just let it lapse. I keep looking at it, and I feel like I don't see many new games being added. I I feel like I keep seeing the same games. I think Patrick Klepek in Waypoint did a little article about that, about how he talked to some developers about, like, the payout and stuff, and some of them... Or no, maybe that was about Stadia. I'm, I'm mixing up my, my articles here. But yeah, the, the attention to it. Because I remember when it came out, everyone was like, oh my god, $5 a month for just over 100 amazing indie games with no ads and no microtransactions? It sounds amazing. And it does. And then I, I don't know what happened to it. Yeah. Maybe I, Apple will say something at their next like 
event, they always break down some numbers usually when they have something impressive to say. Yeah, maybe. So <sighs> Call of Duty Mobile has won the Game Awards for Mobile Game. Pocket Gamer, Disgusting. Game of the Year. Disgusting. Gross. 16th British, the BAFTA. And Ugh. then it was nominated for Hollywood Music and Media Awards. What? For, for the song score in mobile video games. It was nominated at the Dice. Uh, no. Nominated at NAF G. NAVGTR awards for original dramatic score. It's won a few song and and like music. I don't associate good music with Call of Duty. Like like try and hum the Call of Duty theme right now. <laughs> you can't you can't do it because it's it's non memorable. But do Uncharted. Da 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 na na da da da. Cause see, it's an interesting soundtrack that connects with you and resonates with the theme of the game. Whereas Call of Duty is probably like some like. I don't know. There's probably like electric guitar or something. Didn't maybe, they do one with Eminem or something? Maybe you should play the game then. I'll think about it. I've been playing a lot of games lately, but we'll get to that later. Speaking yeah. of Call of Duty, Steve, can we move into the news here? Yes. Stealth release from Quebec City-based subsidiary of Activision, Beanox, at Beanox Team on Twitter, uh, Call of Duty colon Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered, very long game name, uh, launched first on PlayStation 4. You? Money had to change hands there. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, it's coming to Xbox and PC on April 30th. You were going to say something there. Uh, the name is ridiculous. Um, it's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also just confusing what Modern Warfare you're talking about nowadays. But they didn't... So, yeah, it's just the campaign. Yeah. Um, it also includes the No Russian mission. I know there was a lot of like discussion, at least on our Discord, about like whether it's included or not. Um. And uh, I don't know. It's only twenty five bucks Canadian, which I was genuinely surprised. I told like Call of Duty. I know it had multiplayer, but Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Remastered, the very first, like Call of Duty Four Remastered. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it was like fifty or sixty dollars when it was. When well, it was initially released. it was only bundled with um, Infinite. Infinite Warfare, right? Yeah. Which is an underrated Call of Duty game. I just shit on Call of Duty Mobile a lot, but Infinite Warfare was really interesting. Had some of the writers from Uncharted Two. And what they did with it, I really liked, is it's, like, all the time in-game is, like... Like, it's eight hours in-game and real-time, you know what I mean? Like, there's no cuts or anything. It's, like, yeah. it's like an eight-hour story that takes... I don't know how to explain it very well, but you it's, get what I'm trying to say. I get what you're saying. It's, like, 24, yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, 24. That's a good way to do it. It's the only it. Call of Duty that I haven't played. Like... Oh, you should main, check it out. I know. I it, it always goes on sale way more than the other ones because I just think it's, like, the worst performing Call of Duty. So, like... It did perform pretty badly. Yeah. Relatively speaking, it was still... Rel- well, relative to every other billion-dollar Call of Duty game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add... You know what? I'm going to add to the wish list. Feel free to add the little chim in here. I added to do, the little, do the little chim in here? Yeah. Even though it's absolutely not a Canadian game. Oh, we could def- do a little chim I bet you here. at least one Canadian worked on it, though. Oh, yeah. Well, we found one for The Last of Us, so we could talk about that. So. Yeah, exactly. But no, Speaking just, of The Last of Us, rest in peace. <laughs> oh, my God. Coming out who knows when. PS5, there's no way PS5 comes out this year. No, you don't think so? But, like, everywhere on Xbox's page still says holiday 2020. I know. I just can't. I, I don't see the world. I don't see a world where Uncharted 2 get or, sorry, Last of Us 2 gets the delayed Last of Us 2. indefinitely, and mm-hmm. PS5 comes out this year. Like, I just don't. I don't see those things happening because like what are you what are you going to like it's a ps4 game you're going to release your biggest ps4 game ever like a mm-hmm. month before your next console like i just don't see it plus with all the not not to mention all the covid stuff going on like mm-hmm. if they can in even, production yeah if they can even make these consoles 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're sorry. We're going a little bit tangent. Call it's monstrous times. Can I can I can I nitpick another thing about what we were talking about with Call of Duty Modern Warfare? There is this disappointing trend of naming the game that's a remake the same name as the original game. So you always have to put the year in brackets. Because there's like Doom, bracket 2016, Tomb Raider, bracket 2013, God of War, bracket 2018. And now we've got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, bracket 2020. Don't they call it's it done. remastered? I guess, yeah, campaign remastered. There you go. But like you said, now that there's Modern Warfare, was the last one, there's Modern Warfare and then Modern Warfare bracket 2019. Yeah. It's silly. It's well, silly, and I, and I think people can be more creative than that. Well, the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare is technically Call of Duty 4 Modern Four. Warfare. Yeah, but everyone just calls it Modern Warfare. I know. It's no, I I get what you're saying. It's definitely annoying. It's a little it, silly. It was something anyway, I actually didn't think was annoying until you pointed it out to me. I was that like, just happens for every cuz like <laughs> I'll try and talk to somebody about Doom and like some people I know are like really into the piece like the old Doom and they're like which Doom? And like oh my god, bracket 2016 bracket. Are you happy? You don't have to say the bracket though. Just... You do have to say bracket cuz you have to see how absurd it is that people call there are multiple games that exist with the exact same name. And that just shows how creatively deprived we are, at least in names. Because obviously, mechanically, I'd, I'd say Doom. Yeah, we're we're talking know. about this on the Discord too, where it's like technically the last numbered Assassin's Creed was was four mm-hmm. <laughs> in twenty thirteen. Yeah, there's been like yeah. six games since then, and same with Call and of technically Duty. Assassin's Creed four was like the ninth main Assassin's Creed game, wasn't yeah. it? Because it was like one, two, Brotherhood, Revelations, PSP one, the DS one whatever and then three and then four so it was like the ninth one but it was called four well the vita one as well oh man that launched uh like the same month or week or something because i got that white vita with liberation yes i had it i i had that exact Ah. same vita that was my first vita i have it still it's i I dropped it once so it's scuffed and it's the only piece of video game like electronic like luxury electronic i've ever like actually scuffed which kind of makes me sad because I, I was going to EV Games, like, do you want to pay $3? So if you snap the disc in half, we'll give you a new one. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah. Lo and behold. Mm. Uh, all right. Anyway, next bit going, of news. Are you going to download Wait. Call of Duty? Are you going to play it or do you care or no? Not particularly. I, uh, the last one I think I really got into was Advanced Warfare. Uh, Rip Kevin's Facey. But the last one didn't really do much for me and everyone says oh you should try like my friend chris and he's in halifax now actually he plays them every year does the campaign a bunch of multiplayer so i kind of like live vicariously through him yeah. so i saw like world war Two, black ops 4 modern warfare um and I, I like watching people talk about it um i watch a lot of video essays um jacob geller has a really interesting one on modern warfare where he talks about how like because oh man when that game was coming out and they uh game informer was interviewing the devs and they're like you, you claim the game's not political, and like, absolutely, I think you can create a game, like, you know, that presents a politic, but, like, lets the people figure out what they want about it. Like, you literally rewrote American war crimes as the <laughs> Russians did them. That is as political, like, that is inherently political. You're all stupid. I think I saw Obviously that not, this one. Doing... I think I saw that Sony, PlayStation, Sony didn't let this game release in Russia as well. No, didn't it eventually come out in Russia? The... Um... The, this the remastered though of this new one. I feel like I saw that article somewhere. Hold on, let me. So I like hearing about Call of Duty and listening to people rip apart how absurd this whole series is by this point. Um, but I have personally haven't played one in a bit. Infinite April, Warfare is good. On April first, jokes. So, so I don't know if this was a then, but I feel like it's maybe. 
Maybe, I don't know. Did I just get... Did, did you get pranked? Did I get pranked? Are you know. the April Fool? I have no idea. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> Radio General is marching onto street Steam next week. Uh, Radio General, a new World War II strategy game where you lead your troops using only a radio. Come to Steam, April 9th, 2020. You can add to your wish list right now. It was part of our wish list this uh, couple weeks ago, and we actually streamed it on Twitch last night, um, which was Friday, April 3rd. So whenever you're listening to this, probably a couple days ago. Uh, and we had a lot of fun with it. I was surprised. Uh, the, one of the big features in this game is you can uh, hold spacebar and then talk into a mic and like command your troops. The voice recognition is spot on. Worked it really is, well. Yeah. It, I was so surprised because like, Usually in the other games I've encountered it, it's like, eh, you got to say it a couple of times. Like even Siri and stuff like is kind of whatever. But this game, I would hit spacebar like alpha report status. And it would like, or able is uh, your first platoon, whatever. And they would like report back to you over the radio. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I, I feel like a general using the radio, you know? Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I liked it. De- developed by Foolish Mortals, uh, an <laughs> indie game studio from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Show it to Michael Long. His name was under everything in the credits, like programming, voice acting, research, game design. Uh, very, very talented team worked on this, and you should definitely check it out. I know people, because uh, I spent some time in the board game scene going to different like events there. People are crazy about like World War and like Global War like board games. They'll play them for like weeks, and they have all these spreadsheets and stuff. This feels like one of those kind of games, like a video game version of that for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I liked it. It was... Uh, it- it's very it's it's a strategy game that like is kind of simplistic in a sense you know like you you're really just sort of playing you out, got a like, map and a radio yeah, yeah and you but it's cool because you don't know what the other team is doing you got to use your scouts and all that stuff to kind of like piece it together yeah, you gotta like, like like your your team will radio in like i spot so and so at like whatever coordinate and you have to actually tag them like with a call sign yeah and then it was just like I'm, I don't know if I'm just used to like modern games. I just expected the pieces to move automatically, but they don't. You got to like map it out and stuff yourself and mm-hmm. just kind of figure out where they are and stuff like that. It was really, really cool. I liked it. Um, Me too. I want to play more of it. I, I, I like at the end too, where it's, you get like bonuses based on like you have to guess like how many, um, you know, artillery and. Yeah, like and how many units the other team has. Yeah, it was a very, very, very cool game. But yeah, you have to actually move the like little pieces that represent the platoons around. And at the end, you have to guess how many units total and, like, which kind of unit the, the enemy team had. Yeah. And that'll then give you a bonus in, like, your next uh, match, you know? Yeah. Not no, match. I, they're, uh, they're actually, like, real battles that happened during World War II. Uh, yeah, I like it. I think for anyone who's, like, a strategy fan, um, should kind of check it out. By the way, I Or even, like, a history buff. Because, like, my mom teaches grade 10 in the Canadian history. And this would be, like, something I think would be very useful in, like, a history class to get disinterested teenagers to maybe pay attention to something for more than 10 seconds maybe with their iphones and their call of duty mobile games okay i so i found a lot of people posted this so i don't think it was april fool's then GameSpot also reported the day before but yeah sony didn't release like call of duty modern warfare 2 remastered in russia huh because uh, because of activision and they didn't say specifically why but everyone's just assuming it's the no russian Mission. Oh, that that level where you just murder a bunch of Russian civilians, or no? You're the Russians and you murder a bunch of civilians, right? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I don't remember where you are, who you're murdering, but you're Russian. That's why it's called no Russian because they're they're trying to uh, you're trying to like um, blame have people blame it on the Americans or whoever. Mm-hmm. So you're you're probably not in America. You're probably in Russia. 
So that you say, so at the very start it says, remember, no Russian, so that you don't give yourself away. And then oh. you're like a spy as well, like you're not part of them, and then you're killed at the end, so they so they find like an American body or whatever during all of this. Mm-hmm. If I recall, it's been like 10 years since I played the game. Well, there's always that one big shock scene that has to be in it. Yeah, you to always... get that M rating. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'll play it eventually, um, but when it goes on sale, I don't need to really replay it. But if uh, if at Beanox sends me a code, I'll try it. Maybe if I can work it into my schedule. Hear that, guys? <laughs> uh, next bit of news, very exciting. This blew up hugely. I'm gonna use that word. Rogue Legacy Two has been announced from Toronto-based indie studio Cellar Door Games, yeah. a sequel to their critically acclaimed 2013 Rogue Light. This is a rogue light, Steve. We've we've talked about this. We there's have. A, there's there's a, a a mob of people who will. Rip you apart if you mess up roguelike and roguelite. So, Rogue Legacy 2 coming, who knows when, although they did reply to somebody's tweet who said, any news when? And they were like, we're hoping sooner rather than later, which is like what they always say, but um, I'm feeling like this is a digital-only game, so it's not going to be impacted by any of this you know, COVID stuff. Um, I'm thinking late this year or, you know, it'd be a good January title. You know, a lot of big indies come out in January. Yeah, I agree with that, because it's been... A few years since their last game, which I'm blanking mm. on right now. I played it. It's good. And these screenshots are dope. I'm looking at they they put out three screenshots. There's a vacuum of any information about this game. They haven't even updated the press kit on their website yet. But um yeah, there's three screenshots so far. Uh and it looks exceptional. I didn't play a whole lot of Rogue Legacy. I know you did. Um Yeah, I played on Vita. Oh man. Uh, it looks Vita. it looks tight. It looks it looks really tight. Uh, so yeah, that's very exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, follow at Cellador Games. They'll be posting more. They said, let me see. They they replied to this. Um, the soundtrack. They're teaming up with A Shell in the Pit, of course. Probably the biggest game audio company in Canada, working on like Night in the Woods and Wander Song, Goose Game, Rogue Legacy. Uh, they've done pretty much everything. Yeah. So um, Full Metal Furies came out January 17th, 2018, so over two years ago. So I would agree that, yeah, Rogue Legacy 2, probably a late this year, early next year kind of game. Um, mm-hmm. Full Metal Furies, though, is on Game Pass, on at least on the PC Game Pass. I recommend people check it out. It's pretty fun. Okay, I have that. I could play that. We should stream it because it's uh, multiplayer. Oh, yeah. Put that on the list. Yeah, we need, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. There's 12 people working on this game. 13 according to these credits oh. uh, they put a couple more like concept arts on this thread since i looked at it oh, nice. it looks gorgeous very exciting all right hopefully, next bit of news hopefully it comes to vita it won't but hopefully it, it won't absolutely it not 100 <laughs> <laughs> uh darkest dungeon the butcher's circus oh my god did i misspell circus hold on all right ignore that I misspelled circus in the title of this article. That's what I get for trying to write like five articles. Oh, that ruins SEO as well. It does. It does. Um, It's spelled right in the the URL, so don't worry. Oh, okay. I just have to fix the title. How is that possible? Uh, I I don't know. (laughs) The Butcher's Circus DLC brings PvP to Darkest Dungeon. If you had asked me, Steve, a week ago, Steve, and I said, yes, Steve, um, what do you think would be a DLC coming to darkest dungeon i would have said oh probably some sort of different you know gothic horror theme or you know different theme of enemies that they could come up with like cthulhu or something that they haven't done yet if you had said what about arena player versus player i'd be like probably not but 
the madman did it. Uh, Red Hook Studios, the Vancouver-based <laughs> indie development studio, hit Kickstarter massive success on every platform. Darkest Dungeon is bringing PvP to Steam. Uh, they said it's coming to Steam in May. No, no release date yet. Um, but you can wishlist the DLC. Um, and you'll know as soon as it's out in the wild. There's some uh, some big names behind this. So the, the theme's being composed by Stuart Chatwood of Prince of Persia, most of the Prince of Persia games. Uh, he also did uh, the music for the base game. Um, and uh, oh, everyone that, was wondering... Oh, that guy. He was, on, he was the Tea Party guy. Tea Party guy? Um, what Tea Party? He was a band. It was a band. That was like my, my band back in the... Back in like the Steve Crane kind of high school days the punk teen days well it wasn't punk it was more like a the tea party was like a led zeppelin kind of inspired band and, okay uh, they were like they were pretty big actually at least canadian like for canadians and in australia apparently they're really big and huh. um yeah and then i remember he did that's that was the whole reason i played prince of persia the santa time because he was doing the music for it i was like wow that's awesome that is pretty cool i forgot all about this guy um and uh Power Up Audio, who worked on Cadence of Hyrule and uh, also a couple other indie games. Uh, and the Wayne June, who did the... Everyone loves the narrator in Darkest Dungeons. So, like, one of the big questions is, like, is the narrator back? And they're like, yes, he's back. Uh, the narrator in Darkest Dungeon is probably one of the best performances in an indie game. It's amazing. Really? Yeah, I know. He's so good. He's so... You just, like, it's... Just watch the, like, opening cinematic for the game, and you just get it right away. Yeah, you know, it, it, he's really tight, and he's back for this. So it's uh, f- one team versus another team. There, You don't use your um, characters from the campaign. You just kind of make a different team. So, like, if, you know, they die, they don't take away from your campaign squad yeah. that you might have built up for years. Um, so that's very exciting. And, yeah, there, there's new things in battle. They're called trinkets. They give you, you know, little things that you can do in battle to sort of strict stri- strategize oh my i had a stroke there and uh you know clutch late game you throw a trinket out maybe turns the tide um yeah so that's pretty cool and you can add to your wishes right now i've never actually played um i've never actually played this it's on vita steve and it's cross play i know and actually well i saw it you can play the jingle again i just added to my wish list uh on ps4 the because there's the ancestral edition that Mm, it comes um, with everything yeah it comes with everything so i added that to my wish list it's 50 bucks it's good you know, I, eh, I, yeah, I'll, I got I'll, it for PS4 when it came out, and it was like a launch discount. And then I found it used mm-hmm. on um, Switch. That was the Ancestral Edition that comes with everything. Yeah. So I got it there for like thirty because I like playing it on the go, and I put, put like twenty thirty hours into it. Yeah, I'll. Um, it's good. I've never beat it. I feel like I have it from a Steam like humble bundle or something though. That's the thing. You probably do. It's been on a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm loading up Steam right now because I need to load it up for. Uh, for wishlistless anyways but you do you need to get it ready to roll while you do that last bit of news is it even news or is it just one of the comforting annual events that we've all come to love the announcement of doug flutie's maximum football 2020 coming to playstation 4 and xbox one this september from the peterborough based indie development studio canuck play at canuck gs on twitter uh they've announced um yeah what i just said uh they put a little screenshot not even it's not a screenshot it's just like the new logo and then they they retweeted somebody sort of breaking down let's see the channel here ryan moody 21 40,000 subscribers they retweeted his like video talking about like first details Mm -hmm. so obviously they endorse uh his you know um what he's saying about the game so you can check that out i also link that in the article 
Um, yeah, and they said they are going to be rolling out teasers, announcement, and uh, at least one big new feature over the next couple months. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, we, we knew that was coming, though. You know, it, it had to. Yeah, it they even did, got They did votes. so well with 2019. It even got votes in our in our most anticipated game, so it did very well. Yeah, we've talked about them before. Like they got a really uh, passionate fan base and stuff like that. Like I posted, uh, I saw some of the replies on Twitter. Like I think the one thing that people kind of want is just CFL, like a licensed team, like CFL mm-hmm. license. I don't know if they have that. that. There's obviously a lot of work to go into that. Um, mm-hmm. And we we did research on it. The CFL license has been given to games before. They're they're open to it. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Hopefully that's in the works, but you never know. Now that they have, you know, they have Doug Flutie, um, like his license, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Doug Flutie was kind of, he's unique in that he has, he's made an impact in like all three, like in college, CFL and NFL. So like he kind of has a wide, wide nest of, uh, of fans and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's a big, big, I've brought the Grey Cup to Toronto, as you know. I don't know that. Okay. He also had the Flutie Miracle Pass or whatever in college. You can look it up. It's a huge, okay. it's, it's huge Hail Mary. But anyways, yeah, I'm excited for, for for this. I didn't get a chance to play 2019, though. I think I have it, but I just didn't. You can get it physically, which is what I prefer to do for all my games. Yeah. It's on I don't the think shelves seen, at Walmart. I don't think I've seen it, though, in the wild. Maybe not in Canada, because they said GameStop and Walmart, so it might have been a U.S. Mm, distribution. Maybe, because I've seen, like, Citadel, Forge with Fire, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, out in the wild but i haven't and run bow and, and whatnot but i haven't seen i never saw this one but cool good for them excited to see what uh what, what 2020 brings for them money get that money get that green i think it's available let's see i don't know if it's at eb games oh it is at eb games there you go it's 25 dollars at eb games oh get it at eb games yeah Trade in value nine dollars. <laughs> I like how they tell you on everything now how much you'd get. Huh. Interesting. Last bit of news today, and it's a bit of a list. People like lists. Um, anyone who's looked at you know BuzzFeed or anything knows the lists do well. So I put together a list of all the Canadian indie games showcased in the ID at Xbox Spotlight. If you don't know, ID at Xbox stands for Indie Games at Xbox. Uh, and they usually do a thing at GDC where they talk about all the big, exciting indie games coming to the ID and Xbox program and the Xbox platform. Um, but they couldn't do that this year because GDC was canceled. So senior director of ID and Xbox, Chris Charla, put out some video. Not him. He has a team, obviously. Uh, but he wrote this blog post, and there were a bunch of videos put together showcasing all the games uh, coming to Xbox One and or Windows and or Game Pass and or supporting Play Anywhere, which is their, you know, same save across console and PC. Um, and I picked out all the Canadian ones, and I was, I, I missed only one, and they were kind enough to point point out which one I missed, but that's okay, because their Twitter location was not a Canadian location. But I'll, I'll still say them anyway. <laughs> Let's go through these here, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you whether they're coming to Game Pass, and whether they'll support Play Anywhere. Uh, first, of course, from our previous wish list this segment, uh, Spirit Fair from Thunder Lotus in Montreal, Montreal, Quebec. Uh, Spirit Fair, a cozy management game about dying. As ferry master to the deceased, build a boat to explore the world, care for your spirit friends, and guide them across the mystical seas to finally release them into the afterlife. What will you leave behind? Um, yeah, so everyone's been looking at this game for a while. Sebastian, friend of the show, came on. He talked about playing it uh, when he was uh, visiting the studio in Montreal. He was very impressed with it. So was Dell, his uh, partner. And 
I've only heard good things about this game, mm-hmm. and it's coming to Xbox Game Pass. Very exciting. I, I hope that means lots and lots of people will get to check this out. It'll also support Xbox Play Anywhere. So, you know, you're sitting on your couch, you're like, oh, I want to stand up and go to my computer and keep playing this game. You can do that. Uh, Atomicrops. Uh, I got this game because it it's early access in the Epic Game Store. Um, and I was like, oh, cool, I want to check this out. Uh, published by Raw Fury, who's just picking up good indie games left and right. Shout out to them. Uh, developed by a small remote team, but their lead artist is in Toronto, and I learned he's also the lead artist, or one of the artists, on uh, Nidhogg 2, which is one of my favorite looking oh, yeah. games That's right. ever. Uh, so Atomic Crops is an action-packed roguelike farming simulator where you cultivate and defend the last farm in the post-apocalypse wasteland. If you haven't seen the trailer for this game, um, look up the one they did where it was... Uh, the art style is similar to um, like Adventure Time. There's like this... Uh, not cinematic, but like this um, this trailer for the game that's in this art style Adventure Time. It's hilarious. It's probably the funniest game trailer I've seen in a long time. Um, very good. I would recommend you check that out. Eichenfell, um, published by Humble Bundle, also publishing a lot of great games, like A Short Hike, and developed by Chevy Ray in Vancouver, BC, and a bunch of other people who are in Vancouver and remotely. Uh, it's a turn-based tactical RPG about a group of troublesome magic students. Um, using time, and me- time mechanics to power your spells and block attacks. It's kind of like a classic... Um, what, am I trying to, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I, see, I always think of the genre of classic game I never played because I wasn't born yet, but I can never like, you know, land on the name of it. Um, but it, it feels to me like not like an RPG maker game because mm. it's, it's it's different. It goes from like top down to like side view and you start fighting. Um, but kind of like what I think about. Now I'm looking at the trailer. Now I don't know. It looks good and which, it's funny. Which game? Sorry. It's called Eichenfell by Chevy Johnston. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'm not. Um, I mean the this little intro and in the GIF here that you posted on our Twitter kind of looks like uh, like po- like the Game Boy Color like Pokemon. Yeah, like an RPG. Sprites, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but then when you start fighting, it goes sideways, and it's kind of like like it's like a timing based, almost like rhythmy based uh, fighting with like spells and stuff. Mm. So check that out. Coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is where I will be playing it because uh, I have Game Pass. Star Renegades, also published by Raw Fury and developed by Massive Damage, T-Dot, coming to Xbox Game Pass, a strategy RPG about outsmarting AI-driven adversaries, forging friendships and toppling galactic empires spanning over multiple dimensions. Very good description. Um, Yeah, this one one looks good, too. Oh, man, the pixel art. You know, it's got, like, that, like, modern wind effects and, like, the background's a lot more detailed, but then they're, like, kind of pixel arty. Holy shit, Steve. I know. Yeah, this game, yeah, this game sure. looks good. This game looks good. Was it a wish list uh, this as well? It was a wish list this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've been doing it for a while though. It might be like a month or two ago. Uh, three, three, four, four more games. I'm gonna go through these quick. The Veil from Falling Squirrel in St. Catharines, Ontario. A story driven. And we have a. An, an, don't we have a guest feature by them on the site? Or about an intern at Falling Squirrel? E- yes. Yes, we do. Excellent. So you can check that out. The Veil is a story-driven action-adventure that utilizes the full potential of spatial audio to deliver visceral gameplay. So this trailer is basically a black screen with like some particle effects, but the story happens in like this 3D audio space around you. So you gotta like put headphones on and kind of like close your eyes and listen. 
Um, it's game designed um, for visually impaired um, and also people with sight who just want to experience this kind of visceral storytelling alike. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting concept. Um, next, The Big Kong from Mighty L. We've talked about this on the show too, and it's been a wish list this. Coming to Xbox One and Windows 10 and it's Play Anywhere. A 90s-themed adventure game about a young woman con artist hustling her way across the country to save her family video store, also winner of Steven's pick for Best Booth at EGLX 2019. A, a prestigious award. A very prestigious award. Only one booth gets. <laughs> they had, like, they had everything you could think of that was 90s. Like, they had the classic CRT TV. They had, like, these shitty old couches. Um, they had lava. No, not lava lamps. They had some other cool aesthetic <clears throat> stuff. It was interesting. Um, yeah, this game looked cute, too. Uh, Mayhem in Single Valley, published by Tiny Build and developed by Fluxcopic in Kitchener, uh, announced for Xbox One. An action-adventure mixing Zelda-like world with the supernatural feel of Stranger Things. Um, and this was a, a lot of people in our thread I posted on Twitter were saying this game looks really good, and I would tend to agree with them. And last one, this one I missed, and uh, the developer 210 Studios pointed out to me, Unto the End which is published by Big Sugar and developed by Two Ton Studios, which is a Canadian husband and wife team living in Berkeley, California. It's coming to Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Play Anywhere. It's a, quote, handcrafted combat adventure about a father's struggle to get back to his family, trek through an unforgiving landscape in a player skill-focused journey where every opponent is unique, and 20 years of side-scroller convention is set aside to deliver a HUDless, one-of-a-kind experience. So the gimmick in this kind of game is it's like a very cinematic, um, very, very pretty um, side-scrolling, you know, combat game where, like, enemies come up behind you and in front of you and you kind of, like, counter one and, like, use them to, like, if one of them throws a spear at you, you roll and then it hits the person behind you. Very interested in this one. Glad they pointed it out to us. And that's it for all the ID at Xbox games developed in Canada that were Ooh. announced this week. Huge. It was a big week for news and a big week for games. A big week for Canadian indies for sure some real gems shall we talk about wishlist this steve yes we should i didn't get, I didn't get an audio there are you, uh, are you saying something i'm here oh okay you're here okay cool. Right. yes we should we should talk. <laughs> sorry we should i was i went on mute sorry that was actually me going on mute because what i just did before we go to the wishlist list um i just bought the covid uh 19 humble bundle Ooh. Uh, i don't want any of these games heather wants what? some one of them i forget stick fight is undertale no, oh, okay. stick fight. So stick fight is hers. Uh, sorry, okay. wife, wife. You know, my wife gets yeah. uh, first dibs. Everything else go to Patreons first, um, and then uh, and then we'll dish it out. But on the Discord, so join the Discord if you're a Patreon. Join our Discord. Get um, some games. Hit it up because there's a shit ton. Of, should I read out the list or just if you just Google the humble bundle COVID nineteen bundle? Uh, I just bought it. I have no interest in any. Of these. Well, actually, no. Sorry, I do have interest in these games. I have no interest in playing these games on PC. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's fair. You just wanted to support the cause. Yeah, because the ones that I do want to play, um, I can get on... I either already own on PS4 or already own on Steam, or we'll just mm-hmm. play on PS4. But, I mean, there's some... I'm Mortician's Tale. That's Toronto-based. I don't Ooh, know how many... Laundry are, Bear Games. Yeah. I don't know how many here are actually uh, Canadian, Canadian... Oh, World of Goo. That's a classic. Tammy's Canadian, and she worked on uh, Undertale. Lost Winds is... Uh, I, I was just thinking of Lost Winds, because for whatever reason, I was going through a deep Wikipedia dive, and I got to the page of the WiiWare like, launch titles. 
Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lost Winds was one of them. And I remember buying it and was like, this is actually like really, really good. And back then, like WiiWare games had to be like under 40 megabytes or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was a sequel that I didn't play. So I was just like, oh, I, went, I was like, Lost Winds, like, did they, what did they do? And they haven't really done much since. And they ported this game like to very, like, just on PC. I'm surprised they didn't, like, kind of port it to other places. But mm-hmm. anyways, these these keys are available for people listening to the podcast. Patreon's first. So Patreon, check your check the Discord. I'll post it probably today or before this goes up. Uh, and then everyone else join the Discord and, and it'll be game. So a lot, of, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of good shit here. Undertale's on Vita, though, so you should just play it on Vita. <laughs> no. Uh, first wish list this, this week. If you don't know, every week uh, for a while, Steve and Brett, rest in peace, would wish list a game while we were talking about it. So I decided I'm just going to handpick three upcoming Canadian games, and you can put it in your wish list right now. First up, Schwip from Jam Hammer Games in Toronto, Ontario. It's in early access right now on Steam, but if you're like me and don't like playing games in early access a whole lot, uh, you can add it to your wish list or buy it on uh, early access, and it's kind of like a cheap pre-order. Quote, dominate global leaderboards as you face off against an onslaught of geometric foes. Schwip combines straight-up twin-stake action, arcade action with tight controls, insane pixel destruction, and devastating weapons and abilities. Evade, outlast, and play with style in four game modes over single and local multiplayer. Schwip looks fun, and I think you should add to your wishlist, Steve, right now. I actually already have... I, can you add a game you already own? to your wishlist i guess not right that defeats the whole purpose no you, you really can't yeah so i so they've already given me a code from back in the day so i already oh, okay. have it um but it, it's basically geometry wars but you a little bit of the twist with the sh- with the whipping part of it and uh i like it it's fun um so i would recommend people add to the wishlist but i i actually cannot add to the wishlist should i create another steam account <laughs> no don't do that that's confusing <laughs> that's okay that's okay uh next game uh dead house I think I said it's like dead and then H A U S, you know, mm. like Funhouse. Dead Haas Sonata, Dead Haas Sonata from Apocalypse Studios in St. Catharines, Ontario. It's coming out October of this year to PC and consoles, Steve, mm. consoles. Mm. Um, but you can wishlist it now on Steam. Quote. A spiritual successor to Legacy of Cain, Deadhouse Sonata is a narrative-driven action RPG where you play the undead fighting the living. An unstoppable force from Deadhouse, you are a monster among men, dealing death and destruction on a massive scale. You know what they don't have, Steve? What's that? Oh, gifts they don't have gifts. in the description. But that's okay. It's, it's not out for a bit. You have time, Apocalypse Studios. You have time to put gifts in your store description. Um... Yeah, looking at the team for this game on their site, they're they're, they're name dropping big with this. Um, yeah, I didn't play Legacy of Kane, but because it's, um, it's the it's that guy. Oh, what's his name? He he was the uh, he was the studio behind like the Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes or whatever. The no, St. Catharines. Not doing anything for me. Pretty well known. Oh man, um, hold on, hold on. Tomo Itagaki. No, no, uh, no. Canadian guy. Oh, okay. I'm I'm looking on this. Dennis Diak. That guy. Okay. Which, by the way, there's an interview I did with him like four years ago on the site. You can try. Nice. But Dennis Dyack, yeah, he was big. He was the one of the first like Canadian game developer people I knew and followed because I was a big GameCube guy, and he did. Um, he his studio did uh, Eternal Darkness and Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on GameCube. Hmm. Then you know there's there's a rough kind of couple years because they did two human x-men destiny and they sued epic games over over various stuff that you can kind of look into but 
now he's kind of coming back um, with this. So this is actually this is actually pretty dope. I've added it to my wish list too. So excellent. So the legacy um, of Kane thing, he's actually the like he was the well according to Wikipedia concept production lead and lead programmer on Legacy of Kane. So it's not they're not just kind of throwing that name around. Oh, they have the clout. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're name dropping some other people up here. Um, well, this guy is from Dead or Alive or Ninja Gaiden. Oh, really? Um, made Apocalypse Studios. Tomo Itagaki is the other guy in this picture here on their website. So, yeah, Dead or Alive, that's a big one. And Ninja Gaiden, another big one. Yeah. So, yeah, big names. Big name, big game. Add to your wish list. Last game today, Toxicant from Cosmo Cat in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, just across the bridge here right near me. Uh, Toxicant, formerly known as Undermine, offers a sinister twist on the survival horror genre featuring randomized levels and roguelike elements. It's coming out this year. Um, There's no gifts in the description yet, but that's okay. There's still time. Um, randomized levels, support for controller, volumetric lighting, it's hard to do, congrats, uh, and supports mos- multiple styles of play, including pacifist run. I always go for that initially and then give up and kill a bunch of people and then quit. That's how it went with Dishonored. That's how it went. <laughs> Actually, Dishonored's the only one I can really remember trying to do that with. It looks spooky. This trailer, it's, it's giving me spooky, spooky feels. Oh, no. no, there's like miners walking around with, you know, in games that you do the quick turn, like the 180? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, good trailer. Good trailer. Spooky-looking game. Uh, and I have to ask, Steve, is it on the wish list? It is. Perfect. That's it for wish list this this week. If you want your name and your game on the show, just tweet it at me. Discord me, PM me, get it to me, and I'll put it on here. If By it's way, from Canada, or you're from Canada. We should uh, we should mention that the Schwip does have gifts on the Steam page, by the way. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't note that. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's all Schwip. right. Schwip strongest steam page today <laughs> that's why i didn't say it. it was like oh if steven doesn't say anything it's obviously a strong strong page but yeah, yeah no this is a very strong steam page great work jam hammer i would agree with that should we start ranking the steam pages <laughs> that seems mean but <laughs> if i was gonna do it this week i would do schwip then ooh, i would do schwip then toxicant uh then dead house yeah that's how i would do it all right how about you? I would agree with that. I would okay. actually, I would actually probably put Toxicant and Deadhouse kind of like tied. Yeah, they're, they're kind of just a body of text here. Tied for last. Yeah. Okay. A clear winner in Schwip. But you should add the multi wish list because you can't judge a game by its store page. Now we're on to our latest segment coming to the show from Steve, who had this idea. He had a dream. What if every week on the show we picked a vintage Canadian game? Vintage meaning has aged well has stood the test of time is better now for having been aged you know what i mean like a good wine i don't actually know like i know vintage from like vintage wines but like google tells me vintage means an old item which carries certain nostalgic value and is potentially of high quality potentially potentially i I don't know about this i think we pick quality games for this segment so i'm gonna redefine it for us as a game that does carry certain nostalgic value and is of high quality. It is an older in the in the perspective of games where like five years is ancient. Yeah, that's that's what I'm gonna qualify that as. Yeah. Uh, and I went first last week, so why don't you do yours this week, Steve? Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop another Toronto one. We're going with uh, Runbow from 13 AM Games. 
It's mm. a uh, they. I remember them calling it like a party platformer, and I think it was like up to eight or nine players on one Wii. It was originally released on Wii U in like 2015. I had the. I wrote it down, but now I don't have that in front of me. August 27, 2015. So it's been ported to Steam, 3DS, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch since then. Uh, and mm. I think as of right now, it's like 80% off on Steam. So Ooh. so check it out. Ooh. Uh, not on PS4, though. But um, no. yeah, it's a, it's a party platformer. You can play uh, up to like nine players. Like I remember the Wii U. Like I remember I went in for like testing with them. And, and I was like the Wii U person. And then everyone had like a Wiimote and then the like controller that connected to the Wiimote play you had the gamepad oh yeah that's right that's what they called it um the fisher price ipad that's stupid fucking gamepad um but it's pretty it's like a it's a platformer but it's like kind of a little bit of a racer as well you're trying to race to the kind of end of the levels with like various obstacles and stuff like that and the cool thing that they do this color like swapping thing is like you know the the, there will be like four colors that kind of swap into the background red blue yellow green but then there will be platforms that are those colors and so when the color swaps in those platforms are gone so it's it it requires some timing and just knowing like when the colors are coming up and stuff like that very Mm -hmm. very cool game i haven't played um like like some other kind of indie developers like i'm pretty sure it was a good success to them but they didn't um they haven't gone back to it since they they did a few other games since then they're working on like a kind of a monster tokyo yeah double cross is their latest release double cross was yeah it was their latest release and then it's like a monster uh game fighting game i forget um what what's going on but runbo is a lot of fun i would definitely uh recommend checking out something actually i've had on my wish list for a while i think it was an xbox game for cold at one point okay so i probably have, have it then yeah you might have it if, you, if you're one of those people who should be always downloading those I do, um, but yeah, I would. Try, Dawn of the Monsters is their next game. Okay. Couch Co-op Brawler. Uh, I don't know when that's coming, but Double Cross. The Runbow Collection is also almost half off on Steam. If you want, yeah. So, a bunch so they of had some DLC that kind of came out, some costume packs, but also like some, um, like a, like a whole another kind of campaign and stuff like that too. So, and it featured, if I recall correctly too, I think like they eventually even got like you could be a lot of different remember like a couple of years ago it was a big thing for indie games to just lend their like characters to other indie games mm-hmm. so you can play as like i'm pretty sure you can play as Juan from uh guacamelee and stuff like that um so you, it has like quite a bit of uh uh indie kind of inspirations uh in terms of the characters like I'm pretty sure you can play as a shovel knight guy things like that so check it out runbo excellent my pick this week Towerfall Ascension for Matt Makes Games in Vancouver. Uh, this was back when they were all living in the game development house. They had like a little house they rented with a bunch of them where they made a bunch of games and a bunch of amazing indies came out of that. One of them was Towerfall Ascension. Uh, it was released June 25th, 2013 for the Ouya. Ouya. The Ouya. Actually, I don't know if that's true. That might be its everywhere else release because I'm pretty sure... Oh no, Towerfall Ascension is the name of the newer version and Towerfall was the one that came out in Ouya. So yeah. I'm not doing Towerfall, I'm doing Towerfall Ascension. And it came out June 25th, 2013. Uh, it's on PS4, Vita, Xbox One, Switch, PC, Mac, Linux, and Android, no iOS. Um, it's amazing. It's my favorite... Let me, let me think about this. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite competitive... No, cooperative 
couch experience because you can play the campaign together. So I would do the campaign with some of my friends in uh, university, and I loved it. I would I would have to give my favorite couch competitive experience to Smash, obviously, but cooperative, Towerfall Ascension, nothing beats playing that campaign with somebody else. It's amazing. They brought it to uh, Switch, and the Switch version uh, is a little bit more fleshed out and has uh, more content. And they went, like, because um, the original game was, like, 4 by 3 you know, where they just put, like, like a PNG of something on the sides? Mm-hmm. But um, the Switch one went full out, like, 1920 by 1080, and, like, the levels were redesigned for that. So it is the definitive version, I would say. So if you have a Switch, get it there. Um, but, yeah, Towerfall, amazing game. Hit archery combat game. It's great. It's great. I'm uh, and I'm re-downloading it because I only have five percent of the trophies. So the trophies are hard, man. Yeah, they, it's a it's a tough campaign. Isn't there one where it's like you gotta basically kill like play a thousand rounds of versus mode? Oh, I never did that. It's a bronze. What a play a five thousand. <laughs> what a bullshit. But I I feel like if I can at least beat the campaign, I can get a little bit better. But then you have to beat the game, campaign on hardcore. No, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> uh, if I can get like yeah. one or two more trophies in this, it's not an E ranking on PSM profile, so I'm happy with that. Because um, I have nine percent in the base game, but then I guess there was a Towerfall Dark World that I never. Yes, the DLC. Man, that game is so good. No, I'm at A rank. Take that, Steve. Mm. I have eight bronze trophies in that game. Oh man, great game. Uh, check out Towerfall Ascension, Runbow. Pick them up. Lastly, we'd like to close out the show by letting you know what we've been playing and what we think about it. We've talked a lot about, you know, the other games we've been playing. We've played some Radio General on stream. So I want to talk about what, what other things we've been playing. We talked about Animal Crossing last week. I assume you and I are both still playing Animal Crossing. Uh, I actually haven't played it since last week. Oh, wow. I've to, played it every to, day since last week. To the... To the my, my wife's a little upset with me because she I guess she got me, like, a present and left it in front of the house. And then I just I haven't played since then, so then Steve, she, just, she ended up telling me she got me some basketball shoes in the game. So I'll I'll get back to it. I'm just not a like I just knew this would happen. Like I knew I would really like it for like four or five hours, and then just be like, okay, I've this is this is what I need. Which is why when they announced like the one island per switch thing, I was like, that's fine because in fact that's better because mm-hmm. my because my island would be a pile of shit right now if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't for how they're just like cleaning up and building bridges and stuff. So. Okay, well, what else have you been playing this week? Oh, Steve, Resident Evil 3 Remake came in. Oh, yes, it did. Uh, and? So before that, I did play a little more Mark of the Ninja, enjoying that. Okay, okay. Um, but nothing more to say. But I do want to give a shout-out to it because it is a very excellent game. So I do I do uh, thank you for the recommendation. But, yeah, Resident Evil 3 came out on Friday. Uh, I, I So set the stage a little bit. Resident Evil 2, the OG one, is, like, a pretty important game to me. Like, I played that game insane amount i knew it like the back of my hand i played it way too many times as a kid because i was only like 10 when it came out or 11 or 12 or something um so when resident Evil 2 came out the remake actually this is a this is one of the ones where you could say 2019 bracket 2019 bracket Mm -hmm. um it was it was like it was so good because it was it was basically recreating that world and as I saw it as like a 12 year old, but like with modern gameplay and just all that good shit. Uh, and I loved it. It's like Resident Evil 2 bracket 2019 bracket is one of my favorite games this generation, like easily. So I was really stoked for Resident Evil 3, but Resident Evil 3, I wasn't, I didn't really play. I don't think I've ever, 
I don't think I owned it back in the day. I think I just borrowed it from a friend or, or watched my friend play it. I have it on Vita and I played it since a couple times, but I'm not like, it's not like the Resident Evil game to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, I, I don't have the biasness of like nostalgia on, mm-hmm. on its side, but it's still a, like, it's really fun. Like the gameplay is like solid. It's just like they made it more cinematic and more kind of straightforward. Um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's kind of like if they just really redid Resident Evil 2, I, I don't know how I would really take it because some of the moments are good. It just, they're not scary in the sense that I think they're trying to make it scary. Like it just feels like a Tomb Raider, especially because the, the character model they use for Jill Valentine like, looks like looks like Laura Croft. Like you would, you would not, you would be surprised at like, or sorry, you would not be out of order to, think it's like you're playing a tomb raider game until you see like zombies and stuff like that because there's like you know the the staple of like jumping over like a gap and then like there's a uh you know like an explosion that rocks you and you almost fall and you grab onto the ledge by one hand you gotta pull yourself up like it's the same staple as like classic in since uncharted 2 or whatever Mm -hmm. um i think like it's pretty short because the whole thing when resident Evil 3 came out like it was super cool just how much like nemesis chasing around because like mr x did that in resident evil 2 but that wasn't really in their og resident evil 2 it was more cin- like he did in the he did a little bit but it was more cinematic it was more scripted um whereas in the remake it's like he does just kind of show up and then they mm-hmm. kind of flipped it like resident evil 3 og like is like very random when nemesis shows up but now in this one it's it is more cinematic and more scripted um that all being said it's like it's awesome like it's a great game and i'm glad i picked it up like i like it's really really fun it's just i think like now i'm started seeing like what other people were kind of criticizing resident Evil 2 about but i was just seeing it through like the you know the tinted glasses of like nostalgia and stuff like that because it's still a fun game but like i'm seeing the issues a little bit more wide-eyed i guess that's what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. um i also think it's pretty short because like I'm pretty sure I'm going to beat it today, so it's like a five six hour game, um, and I would want it to be a little bit longer, but but we'll see. Like I'm looking at the trophies, I think I'm like a bit more than halfway, but I'm not sure how long I've played. But I probably played like two three four hours, um, and then the, I haven't tried the online yet. So that is like you know it might be a short game, but there is like a whole online portion of like a four versus one thing. I played the beta and, and enjoyed it. I'll play more uh, now that the game's actually out, but I wanted to play the, the single player first. So I'm liking it. It's just Resident Evil 3 isn't like the game for me. And so I'm, I do see the criticisms. I know mm. one thing that you really hate is when you pick up an item and your, your, your inventory's full, you can't like do anything with it. That's still, that's still true. <laughs> Wonderful. You can combine it with other things. But you can't like like load it into my gun, which makes no sense. Yeah, you can't. If I have that. room in my gun and there's ammo on the counter, I should be able to pick it up and just load it into my gun. If it's like a herb, you can combine it with other herbs. Absurd. But, that, but that's about it. Like I can't think of a single design reason other than maintaining the issues with the original that it would do that. Like the the and the, I will say the world that they create is pretty cool too. Like I like. Because there's more... So, if you don't know, like, Resident Evil 3 takes place... The first half of it takes place the day before Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. And then there's, a t- and there's like, a little bit of a time skip during Resident Evil 3. And then the later half takes place after Resident Evil 2. So, mm-hmm. 
you're in the first half like there's still people kind of running around and shit and it's like a cool atmosphere that they created it just wasn't like long enough because it it just wasn't there just wasn't like enough there um and again it's like very scripted and stuff like that so it's i wouldn't say it's disappointing i just i'm just it's just like it's not as good as like resident Evil 2 was but i don't know if that's because i have a lot of nostalgia for resident Evil 2 and because like resident Evil 2 is like newish when it came out like it was it did a lot of good shit um and resident Evil 3 is like repeating a lot of that good shit so mm-hmm. those are my feelings okay i'll have more next i will week. I'll probably i'll play it, it. I'll play it in a year when someone I know has it and lends it to me. Yeah. And you, and you're allowed to see the Resident Evil too. And you're allowed to see. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully I can see somebody in a year. Oh God. Who knows? (laughs) I hope you could see someone in a month. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I had some friends who bought plane tickets to come visit in uh, June. So Steven's best case scenario is that can still happen, but we'll see. Did they use Air Canada? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think they use scoop because it's not scoop swoop because it's super cheap. Okay. I think it was like it was like eighty dollars each way to Halifax. That's bought, like cheaper than the gas driving here. I bought Air Canada stock, so. <laughs> oh, oh no, Steve. <laughs> Zoom stock's doing really well right now. It's like a straight line up. I know. I'm actually. Uh, I had Slack stocks back in the day too, and I'm kind of selfishly happy that they didn't like blow up either because I sold them at a loss. Because I was just like, eh, I'm done with these, and they haven't really. They've increased actually, but not that great. Slack started as a MOBA, like, or MMO they were trying to do, and they were like, this sucks, and they are like, well, this chat thing's all right, and then they just made that into a thing. Are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dig, dig into the history of Slack. It's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, they were making a game called Glitch. Yeah, and they were like, this game sucks, but we have this, like, chat we might as well do something with, and it became, like, the default workplace messaging app. Oh, my God. That's I know. A, it's that's crazy. amazing. It's very fun. It's a very interesting story. I'm going to read that. Oh, and right, I've a... found it in Vancouver, too. So Glitch oh, was a Canadian game, then. Oh, my God. We could have covered it, Steve. You blew it. Oh, my God. Anywho, uh, two games I want to shout out this week. I played a buttload of free games from friend of the show, Sebastian Scaney. Oh, yeah. And his partner, Dell. Uh, there were some ones I liked a lot and other ones that were free and I closed. I will say Miracle Cure is hilarious. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I played one that's like a, it's called Bird Bakery, I think, where you just like character create a bird and you like sort through stuff. That was very cute and fun. I think I've played 20 or 25 of them by now. And there's about 104 or five, I think, or 114 or something. So I'm going to get through them all eventually. Is the, hand, yeah. is the hand washing one in there? Uh, I haven't played it yet. I, I think, think it has, might be. I think he has like a hand washing one. It's good. You need, yeah, everyone needs to wash your hands, yeah, nasties, exactly. and move over on the sidewalk. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's free. You can add to your wish list, and he's launching it this week. Um, so yeah, get it. Leave a review. Reviews help. Um, and the other game I tried this week is Wilmot's Warehouse. Have you heard of this game, Steve? I have not. This game is an organizer's wet dream. It's a game where you play as like a little square named Wilmot, and basically this whole warehouse is a bunch of squares, and like product comes in every day, and you can like pick it up and like swing it around and match it kind of like Tetris block style and like put it wherever you want. Mm. And then customers will come to the counter when it's like time and you have to get them what they need from this big warehouse in a certain amount of time. 
and but the, eventually it becomes so much product that you need to have like a really creative way to like organize things. So I've been doing it by like color or feel, but you can do it, you know, by like shape or by, you know, some animals, some are leaves or whatever. Yeah. It's it's really weird. I really really like it as someone who organizes things a lot and likes to have a very tidy space. Um it's 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 strangely like soothing to play i played it for like two hours in one sitting and i was like oh man i need to go to bed but yeah wilmot's warehouse was I'll surprised ch- i'll it's check good. it out it, it's it's very very weird yeah, i like it want to google it it's, right now. it's cute too and it's funny you you get motivational posters for um you know making a certain ways in the game the game takes place starts in 1996 and every round is like part or like one fourth of like a business corridor and so I just made it to like halfway through 1997 <laughs> and uh, the uh, designer, I remember reading a rock, paper, shotgun article worked, you know, Amazon warehouse and really, really enjoyed it and oh, really? loved just like doing his job. And like, he was like, I would have done it like just forever. I had a lot of, like, I really enjoyed it. And he's like, but then I had this idea for this game and the game did pretty well. So I find that really interesting too. Cause you can tell, Cause like the your Wilmot, your little character like smiles a lot when he like runs around and does things. That's and funny. It's it's almost like a autobiography, you know. <laughs> I can I can appreciate the warehouse thing because I worked uh, when I was in school. I worked at a warehouse that was basically like uh, electronic shipping. Like we would be the middleman, so Sony would ship stuff to us. We would host it in the warehouse, and then when Walmart ordered ordered it, we would fulfill those orders. So it involved just me like taking orders and just going around the warehouse and just like picking up stuff and just fulfilling the orders. And I obviously people shit on Amazon all the time with like peeing in the bottles and all this crazy stuff. There was nothing like that, but it was just, it was, you would just walk around, fulfill orders, kind of shop and look at stuff and you're like, Oh, extra Ram, look at this. And then just like, walk. <laughs> it was, it was pretty solid. I actually, I actually enjoyed it. I can appreciate liking that kind of job. You might like this game then. Uh, it, it's cool. We can share steam uh, library sometime. You can give it a shot. It's on switch too. It is on Switch. Yeah. Uh, it, it's great. And you, like the upgrade system is really great. So eventually you can like do little sprints or you can like carry more stuff or like you begin to demolish parts of the warehouse to make more space. I'll um, add it. Uh, I'll add it to my Switch wish list. Play, play the sound. Is, play the sound. I will. It's not Canadian, but I'll play the sound. That's anyway. Um, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. And um, uh, I don't know what else is coming out saying that I'm going to try. But oh, I also played Tabletop Simulator with a friend, which is kind of fun. Cause we played, we played Carcassonne, which is a big board game mm-hmm. and yeah, it was, it was cool to just, it was probably the most normal I felt in the past, like three weeks was just playing a board game with people. That's key. Yeah. That's, so, that's key. and it, it's on sale this week. I think it's 10 bucks. Nice. Yeah. That's what I've been playing and that's what you've been playing and we're just, we're staying safe. It's good. Stay inside, wash your hands. Don't touch your face somehow. Yeah. Don't touch your face if you're outside. I think inside, if you've washed your hand once, you're probably safe. Also, the, I will say the start of Resident Evil Three, like Heather and I were watching it, we're just like, because it starts with like the classic like post-apocalyptic stuff of like the news anchor like talking about how <laughs> the shit CDC is. has declared a, declared a global pandemic. A like, hey, that's happening right now. That's literally a, like, yeah, it was CDC. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We we're both like, uh. <laughs> it's a little too close to home. Yeah, a little bit. Oh man, we didn't talk about all the games that got delayed. I guess, or I guess we kind of did, but. Kind of yeah. Last of Us 2. Sad. Yeah, I guess the next big AAA game that'll probably release is uh, Final Fantasy 7 well, Final Fantasy 7, this yeah. week or next week? Uh, April 7th, I think. That's so this I think, week? I think Tuesday. Oh, boy. I think. 
Is that oh, true? Man. Or maybe it's April 9th. It's something. It's, it's very soon. Huh. Um, I think yeah, already... Everything's going to get delayed. I think they are April 10th. I think they've already announced that like physical copies would get delayed in mm-hmm. Europe um, and stuff like that. But digital... Yeah, we, we both got the Amazon email. Your Last of Us uh, order has been delayed <sighs> indefinitely. I know. I know. I know. <sighs> it's uh, tough times out there for gamers. And for everyone, really. Yeah, it's true, but mostly gamers, the most oppressed class. Yeah. Um, that was a joke. Uh, that's it for this episode <laughs> of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. If you back us, you'll get early access to the show, a special channel on our Discord where we give first dibs to game keys and such, uh, as well as our undying gratitude. Here at the end of the show, I want to thank our top patrons. So a big shout out to Aaron McLeod, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nav from Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, and Slaughter Neko. Did you know Slaughter Neko is Devin? I didn't know that. Mm, No, I don't think I knew that. Shout out to Devin for being a supporter. We love you. Um, Thank you so much for joining me this week, Steve. Where can people find you online? Uh, Stephen L. Crane on Stephen L. Crane 8, I think. There's sometimes an 8 on Twitter and Instagram where I post stuff just about my daughter. No, you're just Stephen L. Crane on Twitter. I just on checked. Twitter? Okay. Yeah. I think I'm 8 on Instagram. Damn. Oh, well. Anyways. Oh, well. Fine there, but Canadian Game does where I want you to go. Go there. Don't worry about my personal stuff. I just post shit about my daughter and video games. Well, canceled games pre orders. <laughs> canceled pre orders. Yeah. Um, Not canceled. Delayed indefinitely. I also, I worried a few people too, because I, I basically just made a joke that I was going to swallow my entire bottle of anxiety medicine. Don't worry. I'm not gonna I saw do that. that too. Yeah. I'm not going to, don't worry. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend. too me- much going on for I that had a friend message. Yeah, exactly. I had a friend message me just being like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, let's, don't worry about it. <laughs> These are times though to check in with people. So for sure. Will- no, for sure. I would, yeah. I would want you to, you should be encouraged to reach out to people. And I've been reaching out to friends. Friends have been reaching out to me. We're all reaching out to each other to make sure we're all safe and sound. So We're all in this together. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Riley. That's S-T-E-P-H-A-N, like Stefan, because my dad had trouble with the spelling. And Riley's R-E-I-L-L-Y. It's Irish. It's like O'Reilly, but without the O or the apostrophe. I know, and I think for the first like couple episodes, I called you O'Reilly. I've gotten O'Reilly from a couple of people. Um, you, did, you did nothing about it. Yeah, it's, I had a fifth grade teacher who called me Stefan for like eight months. And then in like April, she was like, the other students call you Steven. And I was like, yeah. She was like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I don't care. And she was like so heartbroken that I didn't tell her. Uh, man, shout out to Mrs. Costello. Um, and yeah, go to CanadianGameDevs.com and you can get all the gaming news. Um, we'll try to post any digital events that come up there too. Uh, and join our Discord. It's been a, a, a fun time these past couple of weeks in a not fun reality. I've hopped mm-hmm. in there, talked about games with people. I've enjoyed it. You can be part of that conversation too. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 136 of the King Podcast. Stay safe out there and have a great week. Bye. Good enough. Cool. <clears throat> I think my audio is a little loud here. Let's bump that down. There we go. Hello, hello. Okay, cool. Woo.